Welcome to Queer Conversation. In the studio with me today is Charlie Jang. Charlie, we just listened to one of your tracks. So Mu Geminorium, which is on the album Gemini. That album, I think, has got 11 or 13 tracks on it. And um, it's a piece of music that sort of started its life. We sort of called it the Happiness Index because I'd just come back from Bhutan. And, and I think I came back and I played something. And, you know, I have also, you know, travelled to Africa and I've, sat in the dirt and played drums with people and listened to kids play almost non-instruments made out of stuff they find and they're so beautifully rhythmic. So the combination of Africa and Asia is what results in Mu Geminorium, which is a rhythmic piece with an Asian, you know, edge to it. But now, because I've had years of playing an iteration of that idea, it's now got beautiful middle sections in it that just the quite, you know, trans, transporting and almost could be transformative if you're listening to it. In the last 25 years and before, you have been a musician, a composer. You've been busy in on, on the global stage composing music, writing music. 20th of January, you have released uh, your first part of a series, Constellation. Yeah. 52, 52 solo piano albums in a year. When you write music for films, which is where I've been mostly working, um, what I tend to do is I sit at the piano for a few days and make all this music. And digital being digital, we just record everything. And then that gets put away. We find the kernel of the idea and that becomes the soundtrack and we start building themes around that. And that's kind of the essence of the, you know, the, the screen composition and the score for the film. Then what happens is you forget about that other stuff. You do another film and you start the whole process again. And so, you know, I, I've done so much television. I've done so much film work. I didn't realize that just incrementally over time, I've just been building up this catalog of quite interesting pieces. Some of them are very experimental. Some of them are weird. And I played them for my wonderful partner, Courtney. And she said, you should put all these out because people will like them. They'll, they have to have a home. There'll be somebody who will be interested in hearing them. And I started to listen to them in a different way. Like I hadn't really heard them in the way that maybe an audience would hear them. I've heard them in the way I thought, oh, that's not quite good enough for a film. Because film is so, it's a distillation of a lot of ideas. You've only got 30 seconds to communicate something, so you've got to really refine it. But for people who are just listening, they've got time. Time, they're eating, they're reading, they've got time. They can hear the idea develop over that, over that time frame, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. I think there's a 16-minute piece somewhere in there where I just go off on some piano rampage and enjoy myself. But really, because it's so incredibly relaxed, because it's me just making a sound to come up with an idea, they have a certain quality to them that is very different than I'm sitting down seriously to play the piano. When we first spoke 20-odd years ago, or so many years ago, I had just recorded my first solo piano album called East and West, And that was a similar experience. I was testing microphones in a studio, but it was different. There was a lot, it was kind of loaded. There was a lot in it. It was very different to this version, which is, I don't really mind what I'm playing. It's not really meant for the general population, but now it's like, okay, it's now meant for all of us to enjoy. 
every one of those pieces has tone, harmony, rhythm, all these things that are really very good. And I think that, you know, I just decided that, you know, you have to, if you make harmony and you do things like that, you make music, you should let people hear and give you their feedback. And in digital, Spotify, we can release one album a week for 52 weeks, slowly give people the experience over time, see the whole thing develop, see how I develop as a player over that 25, 30 year period. It's quite interesting. What I play now is way less. What I played then was, I want to be really flashy and let me play all these things. Now I play considered very different pieces. I've just changed. Mm. So uh, that, that would be fascinating to see for yourself, actually, mm. how, how you changed. There are over 600 pieces. Yeah. How did you decide which of the pieces go in under which constellation and why did you use certain constellation for certain pieces? Well, from a naming convention point of view, I couldn't do, I mean, I wish in that sense that, you know, Mozart and Beethoven, everybody has an opus and then they've got a, you know, Kerschel and they've got, you know, BWV and all of it comes out of, actually out of a German tradition, the Germans had a very particular way of naming things and everybody had their own version. And I think that in a contemporary way, I had to come up with something that made more sense to us and linked us to what I think is the greatest inspiration of all time, which is nature. So when you look up in the night sky, you'll see um, a constellation or you'll see the stars and you'll be not trying to intellectualize it, you'll be looking at it in all its beauty, especially if you're in the country and you can see the Milky Way and you have this experience of how small you are. And so for me, it's like I've got so much material. How on earth am I ever going to name it? And I thought, I love the stars. I want to go to space. Please make me an astronaut. I'm an astronaut on the planet Earth. Let me look at the night sky. Oh, what a great idea. I'll just name every single one of these pieces after you know, a constellation. And the constellations have the visible stars and then they have more, 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 more. There are more stars. There are a lot more stars that we can't quite see without a telescope. So depending upon which things worked, I could just keep adding names and they all made sense. And each of the works is named after the intensity of light that we see each of the stars. So we look up and we see um, Mu Geminorium, which is the first track on the release that's being, and in my, you know, from my experience of it, it had the greatest intensity, so I'm, that's the first track. So the intensities of each of the tracks goes down. It hasn't been, I haven't really sat there and gone agonised for hours over, oh, that should go with that, should go with that. It's this sort of almost chronological in terms of when they were composed and they sort of um, made sense in terms of key centres so that we don't get a same same chord, same chord, same chord over and over again. There's sort of, as the days rolled on from the recordings when I was making them, I went to a different key. It sort of all makes sense. For for Constellation, did you have to adjust those pieces? No, they're just as they came out. I'm a bit of a three-minute wonder. I can have an idea and I can go, oh, I'll play that. And I go, oh, boom, that's three minutes. And I get to the next one. You know that the formats of music were created to fit the distribution model. So when they made um, cylinders, they had two and a half minutes or two and two, I think it's two minutes and 15 seconds or something like that. That's the, the length that they could make the cylinder um, uh, from an, you know, from an, uh, uh, what do you, how would you describe it? From an industrial point of view, they could make these cylinders in only that length. Then they could make um, Bakelite um, records. And they were two and a half minutes. 
And then they had pianola rolls and they were a certain length. They could only fit a certain size in the piano. So it's all basically, you know, necessity created the formats. And so then we came to CDs, then we came to long playing albums. We came, so as all of the formats have evolved, so is the kind of the music that we wrote and the durations of the pieces. And, you know, as I say, I joked at the beginning when we were first talking, there's 16 minute pieces in some of it. Some of it's 10 minutes. It's like, you can do that now. And Spotify isn't going to say no, but the only thing that you have is how do you name all these things so that when people go, I'm looking for Charlie Chan's Constellation online, how do you label it all? Because, you know, you're, you live and die by your search engine optimization. <laughs> SEO is everything. So I'm sort of um, trying to make the format of my own creativity breathe, make it fit so that people will want to listen. My absolute love, and I think... Fittingly, the best place for me to be is in front of a piano. Music. I went to music because it drowned out all the noise that was around me and enabled me to feel creatively um, satisfied. And um, I felt a purpose and it made sense. And it's technical and it's physical and it's emotional. So it gave me all of those things. And this is not such a comeback, but more a matter of, oh, I finally... I've just realized this is the most important thing. You did say earlier that you just came out as transgender and non-binary like four years ago. Yeah, I just didn't, it just suddenly made sense. Actually, I sort of had a dysphoria experience where I was walking down the stairs at my house in Balmain and I looked at the mirror and I went, it's like, wow, I had a fun, sudden moment of like, wow. I didn't really know how I looked. I saw myself for the first time and I went, oh my God. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Let's talk about your piano. <laughs> your piano um, is... Austrian. Is Austrian. Her gender identity is she, her? Is that right? I did. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to name the piano, and I was listening to a lot of Hildegard von Bingham, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to... That's Hildegard. The, 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 the abbess slash monk slash nun who wrote all that amazing music, was remembered and noticed... It's just really, um, how will I, what will I call the piano? It, they, them, hard. It has a femininity about it, that piano, although it is so enormous. You would think, oh, you know, like my Border Collie is a boy dog. He's bigger than the female Border Collie. You'd think maybe it's a more male thing, but no. So did you have your name to your piano or not? The new one, I've got two, I've got two Bersendorfers. I bought the second one on Gumtree. We found it online and I was watching and I went, uh, there's something more to this piano, and then I made all these discoveries that it's a really special piano. And nobody advertises something like that on Gumtree. Where do you find a second-hand restored Bersendorfer in Australia? Gumtree, I guess. That's where it turned up. And um, it's called Gable. It's actually a boy because it's named after its original owner. And so, you know, Gable was the principal cellist in the um, Los Angeles Philharmonic. And his son, Peter, uh, probably inherited it and brought it to Australia. It's been played by anybody and anybody who lived in Hollywood in the 50s because that's when it was purchased. So it would have been, you know, the centre of a lot of attention. So it's got all that tone and beautifulness in it, like the big, the big piano, the, the Bosendorfer Imperial 290. So the small piano, Gabor, was only about six, six feet long, 200 centimetres, and the... Um, the person over at the Imperial, the big one, Hildy, is literally three metres long, 2.9 metres. 
and the uh, string length is 2.9 metres, but the actual instrument's nearly three metres long. And it's wide. It's 200 215 or 250, I can't remember. And it's got a whole um, section of black notes for resonance. So when you play the bottom end and you've got the pedal open, all those other strings resonate. It's just this volume of incredible sound. And that's the instrument that all these solo piano works were played on. And I bought that piano, uh, the, the big one in um, Western Australia. It was kind of a neglected but loved instrument at a performing arts school. At, I think it was at Whopper. West Australian Academy of Performing Arts, and they needed more pianos. This was one big piano, and they needed multiples so that their students could play. I think I helped them get a little bit of a deal with Kauai, and I took that piano, rest- I did a bit of a refurb on it, and I've been playing it ever since. I think I've got cases of wine from Western Australia from 1992, which is when it arrived, and I've been recording and playing on it ever since. And so all the works have been recorded on that piano, which is what we hear when we hear Constellation. You're hearing a carnival, a symphony, a, you know, a black hole. It's every, every single sound. Everything is in the piano. It's made of nature. It's made of copper and wood and iron and stainless steel. You know, it's got all this amazing thing and felt, which is, you know, comes from animals. All of it's come out of the, you know, the earth and the earth's come out of the stars and we're from the stars. So it's all quite fitting and my mild obsession with nature, mild, my massive obsession with nature and how nature always guides us and directs us towards our higher form of evolution, the best part of ourselves. If we listen and we tune into that, that gives us something which is, I don't know, maybe maybe that's why I'm sort of drawn to it. So who would like your music, like, or Constellation in particular? Is it classical question. music? I think, I think with classical music people, I mean, this is, this is precise performance and there's beautiful detail. So I hope that the audience that listens to it is listening to it to feel better about themselves, to recharge, to um, take themselves to another place, to meditate. Stylistically, it's solo piano music. It's solo piano music um, written and performed by a musician who's written soundtracks. Museful was definitely about getting you to listen to nature. So one of the things we did was I went and recorded all these beautiful sounds in my favourite places and I put that together with solo piano works so that we would go on this little journey together and I could take you to a beautiful waterhole and you could let go. How can people download or listen to Constellation and, and what are your socials? So uh, to listen to Constellation, favourite streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Amazon, YouTube. Instagram is Charlie Chan I Am and Facebook is Charlie Chan Composer. Twitter is Charlie Chan I Am. Well, thank you for coming in and sharing um, the news about Constellation and good luck with it. Thank you so much. It's so great to be sitting next to you, Silke, after all this time. Such a great job that you do. Thank you, Lottle.